It's the PGA Championship. It's been a long time since the tour players have been at a major. Let's get to it. What's up, friend? Welcome to DFS Tavern. It's your favorite betting bartender, Anzo. Tonight, we are talking about the PGA Championship at the Putting Green. We have a lot to go over, a full field event. We'll get all to the info, but first, let's give out props to last week's Tavern Contest winner off on the lake, putting up a great team in a no-cut event, uh, really edging out the rest of the players. Excellent job. Already has a ticket to our Tournament of Champions at the end of the regular season. Now, for your chance at a free entry into next week's contest, let me know if you think the winner of the PGA Championship is going to be one of those top few golfers in the world in ranking or someone else outside, say, like the top five, and who might it be either way. Let me know in the comments down below, and let's talk about it. Now, we're going to get to the five golfers that I like, the course where you can get all our information as well and the rest of the field. So let's jump on over to the website. Here we are on the website, really easy. All the links are in the description down below. Go to the upper left, click, go to the PGA page. You'll find the PGA Championship already up there with our DK link and our stat models, which will load in in a second. Mine on top, David's down below, and Greg's title meter will be there come later in the week. That will bring us to this stat model, but first, we're going to talk about the weather. All right, TPC Harding Park is in San Francisco, like southwest of the city. Um, it's right on the coast. Not a lot of water comes into play. This is a par 70, over 7,200 yards, but there's a lot of wind. The rough is three and a half, four inches thick, so it's going to be tough to get out of there for some of the players, much of like what we saw at the Memorial not too long ago. Scores will probably be not the lowest this week, but we have to deal with wind. Wind is the major factor here. So as you look at all four days, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, no real precipitation to worry about, just wind, wind, wind. So on Thursday, the wind is getting up above 15 miles per hour in the later hours. So those late groups might have a hard time uh, playing through because even when they come in the next morning, it's still up about uh, 10 miles per hour for them throughout the day. So very even then. The cut, uh, because this is a PGA of America event and not a PGA Tour event, hear me out, the cut is actually top 70s and ties with no MDF. So what that means is 70 out of the 156 golfers make the cut plus all ties and they play through the last two rounds. I know we've been seeing a lot of top 65s and no MDFs afterwards, but this week, top 70s and ties, no MDFs. All right, so we get to the weekend and we see some wind kick up both on Saturday and Sunday. Of course, this is one of those things where you want to go check in on the last day right before the tournament's lock if wind changes. But it looks like Thursday could produce something that you need like an AM, PM stack. Looking at it right now. Here is the stat model. It starts from highest in DK price down to lowest, all 156 players listed on here for you to look at. Now, a couple things we have to talk about, of course, is instead of course history, this is actually tournament history. And uh, 
Obviously, some of the best players in the world just do well no matter where the course is, and others just never seem to do great, uh, like DeChambeau here up the top, or Berger, you know, hit or miss. Players like that. Um, so you got a lot to look at. Of course, we have recent form, uh, both last four and eight contests, and it's, it's great that the last eight tournaments are all after the post-COVID-19 pandemic. We're going to be going over one player from each tier, as we always do. And some of these might surprise you a little bit, because what I found, I started looking at, was courses that were longer, um, courses that were tough, and on the West Coast. So I always found myself going to Torrey Pines, uh, Sega Genesis, and uh, the Waste Management Phoenix Open. So those were kind of my go-tos as correlated courses a little bit to figure out who I wanted to go towards. And to start things off, I know uh, we're dealing with only six players at 10K and above. A lot of people are probably going to be on Xander Shoffley. I've not listened to a single pod yet. I'll do that after the recording. Uh, but I'm going to go with John Rahm, ranking eighth in my model at 10, 5, and 45 on Yahoo. Again, thinking that a lot of people will be on Xander, and Xander might not produce uh, as much as he's supposed to. Uh, but John Rahm, we know, does well at Torrey Pines. He's done well at the Genesis, and uh, he did all right at the party scene almost every single year he plays at the Waste Management Phoenix Open. Of course, he went to school right there, so that makes sense why he does so well with the camaraderie. He came back out after the pandemic, not turning off to a great start, and then won the Memorial. Again, a tough course, and I had a feeling he would kind of underperform last week at the WGC, so laid off him last week, thank goodness. I think this is a great spot to kind of bounce back on Rom. I love going to players that kind of mess with people's heads because they rush them. Oh, I don't want to play him again. Rom is that guy, uh, and that's, I think, why, again, a lot of people will be going to Xander, um, who's done well the last three times out, where Rom has won one and uh, kind of faded last week so he's kind of my first guy he's ranking top 10 in almost every single stat right stroke differential versus field average birdie or better percentage strokes gain t degree and total driving that's seventh eighth ninth and second in this field for stats so i do like a lot of john ron this week at 9k we only have four golfers let me say that again only four golfers at 9K, so it's like, who do I go to? Well, my number one golfer falls here, and I really don't think I want to play him this week. I've said it like the past three weeks now. Of course, it's Patrick Cantlay. Again, we're using stats for the season, so it makes sense as to why it keeps on happening and going back to Cantlay. He does rank top 10 in four out of my five key stats. He actually did well at the PGA Championship last year. Again, that was the one at Beth Page Black, another really long, tough course, so he got third there right behind Johnson and Kepka. So uh, excellent there. He seems to do well. I mean, he's done underperformed at his favorite course, Mirfield Village, uh, and then didn't do great last week at the WGC FedEx. So it's like, is he going out of form again? I don't know if something's messed with his head. 9400 seems like a fair price for him. Uh, according to his betting odds, he should probably be like 96, 9700 and above web. But I don't know. It's just one of those guys that is laid low. Again, we go to those courses we looked. I talked about. Uh, 17th at Genesis, not bad. ATT Pro-Am out there, 11th. So I like looking at those West Coast courses, bent grass. It's just one of those deals. I, I want to go to a guy that can hit it straight and on the fairway, stay out of the rough. And 
Cantley hasn't been able to do that as well recently over the last couple tournaments. I just don't know if he's rectified it yet, so I'm a little afraid of that. Again, you don't want to be in the rough here at a fairly long course. And I know it's only 7,200 yards. It will play like 7,400 yards, especially with that rough. You land in a rough, uh, that ball's going to be buried a little bit. All right, 8K, we have nine players. I think we're going to go to a gentleman that everybody loves to hate. Uh, I know that uh, Jason Day is getting talked up quite a bit, maybe Matsuyama as well, but we're going to go to Patrick Reed. 46 in my mile, nothing to like, write home about. 8,000, like flat 8K, gets you away from the Terrell Hatton maybe uh, play there as well. Uh, Reed is one of those guys that's going to score you a ton of points or score you like no points. And we can see here that he's missed the cut the last two times at the PGA Championship. And the times before that, he was top 15, second and 13th. So do we get the old Patrick Reed from three or four years ago, or do we get the new Patrick Reed from the recent last two years? That's what you're going to have to ask yourself. Really, the only stat that he's not great in is the total driving, uh, which I have 50-50. You know, I want him to be able to hit it far, but I also want him to be in the fairway. He's horrible there. We know that. 10th at Memorial, uh, great. At the same course, he was 39th, not great. So he kind of showed back up when the course was tougher. And we know he likes that type of scene where it's it's tougher and people are going to hate him. Even though there's no crowds, just that he likes being put under pressure. We know he, like Xander, likes to show up at larger events and do well. Well, we go to WGC Mexico, he won. We know he won the Masters not too long ago, another far long course. Uh, he sixth at the Farmers Insurance this year. It's hit or miss with Patrick Reed. At AK, I'm almost like fully willing to take the shot on him. I'm just saying I don't think a lot of people are going to go to him because they hate him. But his name, his recognition might bring the ownership back up a little bit. But I will definitely be looking at him hard. Uh, again, with some other players in that range, I think people will gravitate towards. 7K, we finally get to uh, a larger number. 7K, there's 40 people in the field. And I hardly ever say this guy. Uh, and I'm looking at him because I think he's priced way too low for as good as a player he is. But uh, whenever I choose him, I'm always wrong. And that's Matt Kuchar at 48th in my rankings, 7,500, 36 on Yahoo. So way overpriced on Yahoo or underpriced on DK, one or the other. But it's definitely a DK play, not a Yahoo play uh, as we uh, get towards it. And if you want to go with his Revi, you know, he'd be a Yahoo play and maybe not so much a DK play. I mean, you got to look at things uh, like that. Always price out. If you're playing teams on different sites, you figure out who to play where and make it a little bit easier on yourself to roster teams you want to roster. Anyway, Kucher, not going to light up the, the stats, right? 48th in my mind, I ain't going to prove anything. But we noticed that he's like kind of hit or miss here, and we're going against the grain here on an even year uh, where he's missed the cut twice at the last two even years PGA championships, and uh, he made the cut uh, on the odd year. So I'm looking for what he's been doing recently, right? All top 40s. Um, so 25th at the WGC FedEx. 32nd at the Memorial, 39th at the Workday. Now, what does Kuchar do? He ho-hums his way down to those finishes, right? No one was talking about him last week. No one was talking about him at the Memorial. No one was talking about the Workday. He just goes out there. He's very quiet unless he does something obnoxious like not tip his caddy. Um, but we know he he can make the cut for the most part. I think the last time I took Kuchar was probably the Charles Schwab, to be perfectly honest, when he missed the cut. But we go back to that range of those three terms I was talking about. Genesis, he was second. Waste management, he was 16th. He did not play the Farmers this year. So seems to do well on the coast. 
And I'm definitely okay with that, going with a little Kucher love. Again, not lighting anything on fire here with any of the stats except for 23rd and stroke differential for his field average. But at 7,500, does not seem a little low price for Kucher to want to roster. Does to me. In the 6K range, we have 96 golfers, and this is where it gets a little tough. Now, I nailed Tom Lewis last week. I told you all to play Tom Lewis. He finished second. Uh, he's up to 7,100. I don't think he can play him this week. He's going to get more ownership, and I don't think there's a course fit for uh, Lewis. That, that was still in the 7K range, but I just want to throw that one out there. I, I tend to nail these 6K plays. It's like the only calls I make right anymore. I'm going with uh, a guy I've probably never played before, and again, I'm going to the narrative of looking at those West Coast players on the same types of courses, and that gives me Luke List at 6,800. Again, another guy that's not going to light the stats on fire here, right? 50 percentile in stroke differential versus field average, 63rd in total at birdie better percentage. Ugh. 31st in T to green. I love this. We know he can't putt, but he's still ranking 45th in my mixologist cocktail. So that's not bad. That means he's actually being able to hit the greens and then just can't putt from there. He was sixth last year at Beth Page Black out of like nowhere. Um, and he's coming in with three top 32s and a miscut at the workday. So I think he came to the workday uh, not really wondering about it, just kind of working at like how the course was going to be looking for the next week. And then we found out the course didn't even look at anything the same the next following week and he got 10th. Another tough course where if you landed outside the fairway, you were screwed. We go to the West Coast here, 36th at Farmers, 25th at Waste Management, and 30th at Genesis. Look, we're not looking for a guy that's going to have huge win equity here. If he gets another top 10, we're golden. But Luke List should make the cut. And if we can get a top 20, that'll be great. If we get a top 30, that's still fine. At 6,800, I will totally take that. There's definitely some other names I love down below. Uh, we'll be talking about them in our Discord chat as always. Join us in there for more talk on PGA. We have a lot of the strokes gained data on there as well for people to see who has underperformed or overperformed maybe the last tournament they were at, which will gravitate more ownership to or against them. And you can make some great pivot plays on or off them because of that. Remember, is the winner going to be one of the top dogs or someone that might be a little off the wall that we don't know? Tune in for our Wednesday night show, Second Guess Your DFS, at 7.45 p.m. Eastern Time on Wednesday evening. And as always, thanks for tuning in. Best of luck, not only in your DFS, but of course, everything else in life. Keep dancing to that music. Cheers. <laughs>